I'm recording now, and I really wish I was recording a second ago, because let's get off that nerd shit and onto some other nerd shit is, like, the definition of this podcast. It's true. Tangents and sidetracks. Mm-hmm. Should that just be drunk. our intro, or do we actually want a properly intro? What do you think, Kieran? I'm impartial. I think that, that that's fine, but, you know, follow your dreams. Uh, and, I, I don't know, Emily's not here, so theme song? I've never done it. If you want to take that, I'm taking it. Okay, wow. And (laughs) welcome to Carbob Podcast, episode 426. I am your host, Chris Truscott Brown. Uh, Joining me are two other people in whichever order they introduce themselves. My name is Alton Brown. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to tell you how to use your radar properly. Oh, okay. You gotta use it side to side, not up and down like an asshole. Okay. I mean, I think that would That's how Alton Brown it. talks, right? Yeah, pretty good impression. <laughs> he used his French toast recipe. Yeah. I am, uh, and I am French toast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. toast. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I wish okay, I was. <laughs> So just to be clear, I am Peter W. Dawson, and he is Kieran. I forget no. your last name. No, he is Kieran Toast. I didn't Toast. want to introduce myself. I am French Toast. Yeah. All right, you, French. You didn't introduce yourself. Peter mm. tried to assign you a fake name, like yeah, that creep that lives bullshit. in Emily's walls. Yeah. Mm. I would never live in anyone's walls. I'm just delightfully <laughs> fried bread. The creep with names in their walls. Yes. That's that's Anyways. the next horror movie. <laughs> um, so, Chris, y'all fuck with Sailor Moon? I did not. Okay. Mm. Oh, like um, you're you're, like, did you guys? You never really watched it when you were young. I, I saw episodes. I didn't watch it originally i did watch uh because jamie was a big fan as a kid i skipped it but she did show me years later when they did basically the uh dragon ball z kai version of sailor moon was sailor moon crystal yeah, the crystal one so it's not quite the same thing but i understand no but i did uh i did watch most of that i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. i definitely got to um a uh not just Chibiusa, but then the adult version of Chibiusa, along with the child version. I remember that arc. I'm sure there was more to it, but that is at least the furthest arc coming to mind that I can think of. That's fair. You probably explained that in the worst way possible, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It doesn't matter too much. That's what I do, Peter. Yeah, it it generally doesn't matter. So, so those are familiar. Uh, Sailor Moon uh, first debuted. This is the 30th anniversary. One of the reasons this is relevant. They just opened a 30th anniversary pop-up museum somewhere in uh, Tokyo. I forget where. Nice. 
they do that a lot for like anniversaries or movie promotions for anime to get movies after you know being popular or whatever they they do that like i went to two of them when i was in japan um but one of the things that happened is back in 1993 about a year after it debuted uh various american companies which also included a, a saban affiliate saban of course famous for adapting power rangers mm-hmm. uh they got the rights to potentially do an adaptation not an import an adaptation of sailor moon interesting which which became colloquially and somewhat inaccurately nicknamed saban moon this only made it to the pilot stage and it was never picked up uh, about two years later, roughly uh, in '95, that's when the dub started, and North America, and that's when it kind of really. So took this off. was still a Japanese product. It was just no. They no? Were, well, yeah, it, no. They were gonna make an American cartoon version of Sailor Moon. Okay. Rather than actually import mm. the Japanese cartoon. I see. I thought you were saying a live action thing, so I misunderstood right from the start. Oh no, no, that's the that's the other thing, Chris. There was going to be a live action element to this cartoon. No. So how so? A reverse Roger Rabbit. uh, No, no, it's it's um they're live action, real actresses. Uh, A couple of them actually went on to minor pop culture fame. Like one of them is um, she was also in Starship Troopers, the one who gets her arm melted off by the 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 lava thing. Okay. You know, the one who's like, it's unclear if she died or just because she lost her arm, she's like, all right, you can't be a soldier anymore. We're just writing you out of the rest of the movie. Well, either way, she's not in the movie anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's been in a, I think she's been in a few other cult hit movies as well. But it's it's funny that she's also in this, and she was um, Sailor Jupiter. And, but basically, they're, they're live actresses doing generic late 80s early 90s schoolgirl like I th- the premise of the pilot is they're just preparing to go to a dance and then they have to go fight monsters instead of go to the dance I hate when that happens yeah yeah that was also my middle school experience i, I did yeah. not like that they made me wear a schoolgirl outfit i was like i feel hey, this is inappropriate school uniform is school uniform you are not above yeah. the system yeah i didn't even. get a choice I didn't uh, get french a choice. toast sorry that's the important part is you didn't Jesus. get a choice yeah it's okay to choose to want to wear it, but if you don't get a choice, that's wrong. Yeah. Right? Um, anyway. <laughs> so, like, what will happen is there's live-action segments, and then they do the transformation sequence where they turn into the cartoons. And it's a pilot, so, of course, they didn't have a lot of budget to begin with. So, <laughs> so basically, shock, the transformations don't look great. So, basically, it's like power rangers if the in costume sequences that Those were cartoons. from the japanese show were all cartoon instead yeah and but I you're don't basically think they interspersing ever... back and forth and i don't think they fight the monsters or anything in the uh live action portion because like in that like i said it was just like they get an alert and they go and i think they fight the, mo- the monsters on the moon because of course nice. <laughs> and my where else would you fight is... them because she's called Sailor Moon, they decided she had to have some kind of boat. That's so not... She... <laughs> so she has, like, a parasail, parasail surfboard or whatever. They all do. Beautiful. I hate that. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm assuming... That That's I, like... I, I... I'm guessing it was written by people who, like, did a skim of, like, a synopsis. 
Yeah, because it's like they the, the actual core premise isn't entirely inaccurate. Like some of the details are, but like it's still Queen Beryl invading with the Negaverse and the princesses yeah, of the planets. In, instead of being called the Sailor Scouts, they're the Princess Warriors, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just cringe for some reason. It, I, yeah. I think it's just Princess Warriors phonetically doesn't fit together and it just feels yeah. like lazy as a result. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, it's, but it's funny to be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to punch this up as a writer and then just make yeah. it entirely worse. <laughs> yeah. And they're and they're actresses who are, who are supposed to convincingly look 16 but be over 18 and you know, they don't entirely look mm-hmm. the right age. A couple of them were wearing bad <sighs> wigs to better match their animated counterparts so the wigs look stupid. There's They're a lot going, going on here. going to anime is like top to bottom unrealistic proportions. No, no. They they did ca- new cartoon footage for the animated segment. Yeah, but they they still look like the anime characters or just entirely Somewhat. Okay. It it, it, like it looks like it, it's very much the definition of hey mom can we get Sailor Moon well we have Sailor Moon at home and then the Sailor Moon at home or the mm. Sailor Moon you bought like, on Wish yeah like it's it's very like the animation style very much remind me of Filmation there was better mm-hmm. fluidity than Filmation did from like we're talking She-Ra we're talking yeah. He-Man from the mm-hmm. 80s like the fluidity was better but the general quality wasn't much better yeah I mean, again, it's a pilot. I'm trying not to be hard. Like, this is something people are, like, dunking on. I'm like, it is a pilot. Pilots always look cheap. Well, not just like, that. the Family Guy pilot. But the whole point of a pilot is to see if it works. And if it didn't, mm. then, yeah. That, yeah. that checks out. <laughs> yeah. If this um, went to production, bring- that would be the unforgivable part. So the reason this all became relevant is the pilot was lost for about 30 years and then a youtuber i'm actually forgetting her name because i'm not super familiar with her work uh oh ray ray mona ray space mona um she did like an exhaustive search to try and find like people involved get more details on the project so like she has two YouTube videos, which together are almost four hours. Oh, wow. Yes, I listened to it while I was working on stuff around the house <laughs> over the course of a few days. But um, the big the big thing is, like, no, like even the creators of the pilot didn't know where the pilot was. Turns out it was in the Library of Congress the whole time. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Because um, almost everything archived for copyright is in the Library of Congress. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that on him. He's a huge <laughs> Sailor Moon fan. Oh, of course. I believe it. I would love to see him just like be sitting there, just like jamming to the theme just song, weeping out. Oh yeah, and he's just like, um, actually, I'm a huge fan of Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> I I like it when he throws the rose and it destroys the monster. Great inspiration for me when I was growing up. Yep. Overall, very good product. <laughs> But it like it was a comment like this this because the only footage that had existed of this in Obama. the public domain <laughs> was from a 1995 convention screening of the music video. Uh, yes, the music video is very cringe. The song I don't think is awful. It's it's not great. It's you know the poppy bubblegummy. It's you know it's very much it's like uh in the same vein as Google Power Rangers, but like girl power type thing. Mm, so cool. it's not. 
like honestly the biggest thing i hate about the music video besides some of the lyrics not being great is how often they spike the lens and it just becomes unsettling because yeah. like it's somebody constantly posing while smiling at right at the viewer for like two minutes at points and i'm just like stop it but um <laughs> i brought this all up because this was a fan obsession for 20 plus years because people were like does this exist is does the full thing exist you know it's like lost media lost media is a major thing and hey hbo discovery warner how you how you fucking doing yeah yeah do you want to do you want to wb is like even the things that are basically like printing money like okay aquaman 2 that's a maybe because of the whole Amber Heard thing that's going on, but I still think that movie is going to make a lot of money. Shazam 2, definitely, like, pretty pretty much everybody liked that first one, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I know people are going to go see it to find out. Um, That has been delayed from this Christmas to next March when previous reports were that it's basically done and just waiting for a good time to release. Now it's moving to March, which means Aquaman two, which was going to be in March is now December 23. And it's like they canceled Batwoman. They canceled that new, I can't remember uh, the, there was a new uh, Bruce Tim Batman animated series, like kind of a sequel to Batman the Animated Series, but I guess more of a prequel. It's like the early days of Batman. Early looks, it looked really cool. Nah, that's gone. We we all know, but just to reiterate, um, Batwoman was just completely tanked, and um, what Peter was alluding to... The, uh, who was it? The, the director or like somebody went to just check on how it's doing and the drive is scrubbed. Like the director, the director, he can't even find his own movie. Now that movie has been aggressively scrubbed. And so I wonder if we'll find it in the library of Congress somewhere, (laughs) but it's like fully like shift delete, like no go backs. Like they are, murdering that movie harshly <laughs> and and their own like their their company is like their stock has plummeted yeah and, and they, the reason they had trying... to delay everything yeah. was because they said they don't have enough money to release more than two movies this year yeah they don't have enough money because this guy is like like real question is this guy a double agent that has been sent to yeah, sabotage like and Dis- tank? The Disney whole, got like, some guy. Dis- Disney hired this guy agent. and sent him in? Cause... Well, the story goes that not him, but somebody on his team is connected to the guy who got Nokia in a position to be bought out by Microsoft so they could do the, the Windows phone. <sighs> I don't know the name of the guy. But that, I, that was that was so, one of the threads that another so I, great success. I can't imagine it not being sabotage. No. Like with how bad things are going, 
I can't believe that this is the results of people actually trying to succeed. Because, like, as far as I can tell, uh, neither of the three of us are, like, top-level business and media executives. I feel like between the three of us, we could actually do a better job running that company right now than the guy that is doing it. Like, it's bad. Well, it's just like you have the most famous characters just make movies of them that do not suck, which they were starting to understand. Like, they made the Joker movie... They made the Batman movie. Those were both, like, relatively good, like, interesting standalone movies. They were finally understanding, like, okay, we won't do the cinematic universe thing. We're just going to do, like, some standalone stuff and some universe thing, but maybe it won't tie all together. Who cares? And then they were like, no, 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 destroy it all. But I don't think they're going, even, like, at first, they were trying to do the Marvel model, but then they did it backwards because they brought in, like, basically they brought in the Avengers before the standalone movies. So that was, like, an interesting take is, like, you do the group and then you start to break out the standalone movies. And, like, that was, I didn't care for the end results of a few of those. But I recognize this is my personal opinion and these are not for me. I don't think that franchise was, like, a full-on failure or a terrible job. But, like, this new direction that they're going... I don't know if they're going back to the Marvel model and they're just trying to nuke the current DCEU. The Flash is still coming out and... With, that is so fucking that weird. That is so weird because, like... Right now, they've got, uh, presumably at gunpoint, uh, Ezra Miller is on their apology forcing tour. forcing him to apologize, them, yeah. Them. Yeah, uh, just, Ezra Miller just, just rule by day. Sorry, don't, don't, yeah. it's, uh, just as a general rule, don't hmm. apologize, just acknowledge and correct, is, is the general hmm. thing. I was just saying that to be helpful, not to elicit an apology. Uh, but anyway, uh, they are on their apology tour <laughs> presumably at gunpoint by the execs because they really really want this movie to come out we don't know for sure but by all accounts this movie is kind of doing the flashpoint thing so maybe that's why they're so desperate for this to come out is because it's going to shatter the existing universe and give them the reboot and i'm almost wondering if that's why shazam and aquaman were delayed so much i wonder if they were more a part of dceu and they need to do some reshoots to bust it out of like i can only assume they want the dceu gone and that's why they're nuking everything or delaying everything except the one that actually does the nuke job i can answer a couple of these questions potentially Okay. Um, one is the supposed story is they want to spread out the amount of DC movies they have because at the moment, before they announced the pushback, Black Adam and Shazam were supposed to come out within a month of each other. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> no. Um, and the other speculation is they do want to do reshoots because supposedly what's happening is uh, Batfleck is in Aquaman 2 but the Flash movie is going to somehow retcon the universe, so he's not Batman anymore because they wanted to write Ben Affleck out. Right. Possibly either. The rumor is like they well, wanted to put Michael Keaton Affleck in or, or... 
Yeah, or possibly uh, make it so it is our Pats. It's unclear because like that was the, the original rumor was it was going to make it him somehow turn into Michael Keaton. It was, but then well, Michael Keaton was supposed to feature at least at one point in the Flash. As old and Batman, right? yeah. Uh, well, Flashpoint Batman. Well, actually, Flashpoint Batman was Thomas Wayne originally. Yeah. Um, but don't but even bring the Flashpoint comment whole, into that. Yeah. Don't even. Uh, it's but not that's, worth it. <laughs> um, that's a whole different thing. But Michael Keaton was also supposed to be the older, less active, more mentor Batman to Batgirl. Yeah. And so... I can I, I I guess that's not enough evidence, but I wonder if they're really uh like wiping Keaton maybe. Batman out of the Flash movie and maybe that's why Batgirl got nuked. Is they're maybe. they're taking that out of there and they need him gone and the whole show went with him. Did Michael Keaton did Michael Keaton like fuck this guy's wife or something? Like, <laughs> I don't. It's all messy. Well, no. Here's that... there's 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 two more things I need to slip in. Um, well, one one is more tangential, so I can hold off on it. But the other one I want to mention is specifically they've been saying they want CNN to be uh, appealing more to Middle America, and supposedly that's what they're also doing with their film division, and many of them the people involved are like, huh, they seem to be canceling a lot of things that focus on minorities. Yeah. So the, they're suspecting that they're trying to make it less... I don't even want to use the word. You know you know what word I'm going to say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, I'm not even going to give them the satisfaction. Fuck them and their stupid twisting of that term. Fuck those people. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, are other people just, exist. Are they just trying to get out of superheroing in general <laughs> no 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 they're they're tr- they're trying to appeal to a broader audience by not appealing to another audience and it's just a fucking listen, mess listen there are too many pronouns in batgirl yeah you got, you got the you got your she's your hers how am i supposed to keep track of all that here in middle america yeah dude the amount of transphobic and binary phobic or whatever the fuck the term would be like just the general phobic comments because of she hulk being called she hulk holy shit anyway um the other thing i was going to mention because a lot of people are dunking on uh warner bros specifically because at one point supposedly you know the the big claim is that since taking ownership they're mar- they've they've managed to all these cancellations and everything have made them lose 20 billion dollars that is clickbait to a degree because what happened was when the mer- like Warner Brothers prior to the merger was worth about um, the market cap was around 16 15 billion dollars depending on the day yeah i which bet which is fine i bet that 20 billion is highly and incorrectly speculative 20 billion on what they some person is thinking it might have been worth <laughs> well well here's the thing when the mark when when the merger was closed on april 10th april 8th yeah the the official discovery merger ended on april 8th 
uh, the market cap went to $55.85 billion. So they added about $40 billion, and Discovery was worth quite a bit, right? Which is why this whole million, this merger happened. Yeah. Now, since that high, uh, just in May, it dropped to $41 billion. Okay. Which, this happens a lot with mergers with giant companies. They, mm-hmm. they go up, and then, like, this happened with Warner and AOL back in uh, 2001, yeah. right? Like, this... Ted Turner mentioned he ended up losing several billion dollars because of that deal, even though it seemed like a good deal at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think he made a joke. It's like, it feels like I got divorced again. <laughs> yeah. Because Ted Turner famous for being divorced a lot of times. Ask your, ask your parents who Ted Turner is. <laughs> um, possibly grandparents. Um, so when this, like it settled down to around 33 million in June, you know, it was it was costing more than the thirty million range, which is reasonable because it's two big companies that combined. If the one is worth about fifty, and you imagine they're about the same, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work that way. But I mean, we're talking about complicated market. I'm gonna try to break it down to raw numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, at the start of the month, it was worth almost forty billion dollars in, in terms of market cap. Again, it's not worth it. Market cap's complicated. I'm over, over, over simplifying things. Right now, today. It's worth twenty nine point eight six. That's so it a has much lost potentially smaller number. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that, it's that's not good. It, yeah, it's like, it gained, a, it gained like, a few billion, but then lost the it. So the magic number it, people are saying is closer to five point five billion. If you because like like I said, part of this is just merger over valuation bullshit, which always happens. But. The big thing is they did this to save money, and supposedly the money saving kicked in around when they hit the 39, but then it all dropped down in a few fucking days. <laughs> and the last few days, it's it's capped off at $29.24 billion. So it's like... You, you just misunderstood what they meant by saving the money. They meant saving it from them having it. Saving yeah. it from themselves. Wow. Very interesting. I, I'm I'm a fan. I want some more conspiracy theories out here about it, it being like a, well, the, like a Disney agent or some other person who's yeah. Just yeah. The main thing it. is, I like all the superhero stuff is one thing. I just do not want to see any female Hispanic people. During my my Shark Week, don't you touch my Shark Week! It's well known that there are no sharks do not live around Hispanic women. Right, of course. And yeah, in no country where there are Hispanic women are there also sharks. (laughs) Um, what other? So they canceled Batwoman. What are the other indicators that they're going like? Oh, they canceled a bunch of it. They canceled that. That one animation, uh, there right, was right, supposed right. to be, uh, uh, we heard this from Kevin Smith during Hollywood Babylon, he was actually, there was going to be sort of an Elseworlds type uh, type thing, like almost a superhero anthology type thing of just like one-offs of lesser known characters, and he actually mm. was working on one where... Uh, it was a Superman-less Bizarro story, and Bizarro just sort of was, like, he idolized but misunderstood the figure of legend. 
But Bizarro was going to be Nicolas Cage, which if you understand the history with Nicolas Cage almost Mm -hmm. being Superman in a Superman movie, Kevin Smith almost directed, like, that's kind of cool to bring all that together. Don't worry about it. Wow, I can't believe they took this from me. That's in the toilet. (laughs) I can't Um, believe they took this from me. But that Elseworlds sort of idea, that sounds interesting. Like, I would, I'd be interested Peter? I was I was going to mention they also pulled 200 episodes of Sesame Street. The what you say? Just... On HBO Max, they pulled right. 200 episodes of Sesame Street. Did they Street. give a justification for that? I saw that, but nope. I was like, what? Were there too many Hispanic women in there? It's just the episodes with, like, black people in them, or what? Like, Well, they canceled a bunch of stuff. They also can't, like, they, they cut, they're cutting down an animation in general. Like, they canceled the sequel to Scoob. Uh, they canceled well, Dino Daycare, which I have no idea if that was had too many Hispanic women, but it may have had Hispanic dinos. I don't know. Um, gross. Uh, they canceled Infinity Train, which, I mean, that show was probably going to be done anyway, but pulling it from the platform is pretty shitty. Uh, there was a definitely there was a LGBTQ plus show called Generate Plus Yun. Um, so wait, camp- Generate Plus Yun? What? Like, the, the T is a plus Generation. sign. Oh, okay. Interesting, interesting. Um, Summer Camp Island, which I think was just a fairly benign fantasy cartoon show for kids about the power of friendship and everything. No. Uh, but hey, on the plus side, they it are important. <laughs> Restoration Road with Clint Harp is coming to HBO Max instead. Wow. I've been instead. Um, All things considered... I know we brought it up earlier, but I want to reiterate. The Flash is still, as far as we can tell, coming out. Like, all of despite, these things... Despite Ezra Miller being a domestic terrorist. Yeah. And having pronouns. Yeah. Or not having pronouns, which is I a problem in and of itself. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the thing. Pick your pronouns. <laughs> I don't necessarily mind that Will Smith is kind of getting canceled right now for the slap thing, because, like, do you have a problem with it, even though, you know... His Q score I went understand. down uh, by, uh, I think, like, 15%. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't... I'm, I'm not super upset that that's happening. Like, I, I do hope he's able to rehabilitate and everything, you because know, I yeah. do think it's a learning moment. Tom Cruise is, have... like, yelling at him, like, you do that to your slaves in your dungeon. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, this is this is the thing. This is the thing, right? He he gets punished for a very obvious on-air slap. Tom Cruise, at least wisely, does it all off screen. So we don't know these things. Mm-hmm. The worst thing he does is yell at people. And I mean, the thing that he got busted for yelling during COVID, with the COVID and the safety. I mean, he's at least concerned about people's safety. It's interesting that he is considering he is supposedly such a powerful Thetan or has such a powerful operating Thetan that Surely he can give immunity to all. Well, no, he just super gets the immunity. He doesn't give it. Well, he's OT7, and it goes up to OT8, so I'm pretty sure he's one of the most powerful beings on the planet. Fair enough. Did Elrond... He, he, he is, definitely went is through Elrond the wall of fire. No, I am a Grand Admiral. I have ascended beyond my mortal foil. I really oh. didn't want to do the voice today. Well, that's why I was just asking you. I wasn't asking for a comment. <laughs> I know, but you, when you set so me is, up like that, Chris, I have Tom to try. Is the highest rank then? Or has anyone did, reached eight? No. Uh, 
Well, he probably read imagine... Elrond Hubbard probably read Jade. I yeah. imagine uh, David Miscavige or whatever his name is is probably. I don't know. I don't know. I've all I know is like his wife might be dead. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the powers of being a level eight. We're getting we're getting <laughs> a little off track. The point is. This Discovery Warner murder, and like it's hilarious because this happens like a year after Space Jam 2 is like a masturbatory love letter to Warner, even more so than the Ready Player One movie was, because at least that was like a masturbatory love letter to pop culture that, you know, obviously hates the adaptation. Ah, here we go. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Emily? Give her a second. Hello. Hello. We didn't Sorry. mean to start without ya. <laughs> we were just well, trying I mean, to we did ya. mean to start with Well, yeah, Oh, have but... you guys already started? <laughs> have you uh, checked your phone lately? Uh, no, I haven't. I was in the middle of a gaming session with friends. Oh, that okay. That's fair enough. We've been going for a bit, but about we're an hour by ago, no Chris means... was like, hey, do you want to start early? We're by we're no not means that far done. In. We're not that far in. We okay. did just. We... we are just wrapping up the discussion about the HBO Warner nonsense. If you wanna, oh, shit's yeah. fucked. That's, pr- that's probably. I don't know if I have anything useful to add to that conversation. Well, <laughs> well, we can probably segue into something you can comment on. Ric Flair. Nope, we're saving that for later. <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> I know. Well, no, because um, extra life. Hey, that thing we do. Yeah. Um, it's been known to happen. Yeah. So over this last weekend, we did Kelowna Comic Con. Uh, it was uh, definitely fun. Uh, we got to hang out with 501st Legion. For those who aren't familiar, they're the unofficial official cosplay company of Star Wars. Because, of course, they to can't be, get... To be more specific, uh, they are... Stormtroopers. They are... Uh, yes, Stormtroopers, but they are the... The group with strict requirements for screen accurate, like, you ain't getting in with your Walmart Stormtrooper costume. Like, these are screen accurate uh, to the point where... They do their um, own, like, plastic forming. They actually... They have forms to help you build stuff. Yeah, in in Obi-Wan, the one scene specifically uh, where everyone are, are bunkered in and there's the large Stormtrooper crowd... A good number of those are actually 501st members from around the country uh, that got called in because it's like the studio was like, we could CG it uh, or we could just build a bunch of Stormtrooper costumes. But here's a bunch of people that already have ones that are just as good as in the movie. So let's put the call out and it worked. But 501st... uh, all across the world, they do charity events in that they themselves, and this is for a very specific reason, they themselves are a hobby or a fan group. They are not a charity. So they do what their group does in support of charities, but legally, they cannot accept donations. Because if they accept donations, they are no longer a non-profit organization because they have just collected money. And so 
they have very generously, um, at least since uh, my memory fails me because for some reason uh, the last two years have been kind of fuzzy. Uh, <laughs> can't remember what ha- what's been going on the last two years, but uh, I know at least in 2019 um, at the conventions they have supported our Extra Life group as their charity, and so they do photo shoots and appearances in these screen accurate costumes for charity and so due to this legal requirement they have needed somebody representing the charity which in these cases is someone from our team actually over at their booth collecting donations so that's huge because they um obviously really popular Every like at this convention, uh, they had uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, and Darth Vader, and like both of these costumes. Uh, aside from like under heavy scrutiny, yeah, you can tell they're not exactly the same, but they're pretty darn close and legitimately in a picture or in a like flyby at a convention. This is just straight up legit. These characters. And so, of course, everybody passing by, it's like, hey, can I get a picture uh, with Darth Vader and Mando? And uh, at least for most of Sunday, but I wasn't there Saturday. Uh, I'm the one up front answering that question. Sure, we're we're doing pictures by donation to BC Children's Hospital. So we get to collect a donation for every single picture. So you can imagine that adds up. So huge shout out to at least the... Uh, the local 501st for choosing to support our charity because they they're not tied to any one charity but honestly they're just really nice people and a lot of fun to hang out with like it's great to hang out by their booth it's for a good cause and so yeah last sunday i spent most of my day hanging out with darth vader and mando it was fun wow <laughs> but <laughs> just in general uh, we did recently have our Extra Life booth set up at the Kelowna Comic Con. It was it was interesting because when you go to conventions, you sort of get to know all the other regular vendors, and you sort of build up weird convention relationships with your convention family. And the overwhelming consensus, as we're just going around and getting to talk to people and like has it really been two years since we've all hung out like it's crazy yeah but doing conventions again i gotta tell you exhausting oh yeah so much fun like so nice to get back into this i miss this a lot so yeah it was it was blessed peter we uh, raised did we want to announce how much we raised uh yeah, I have the I don't I can give you guys separately uh the different totals like um five oh first versus just do the whole amount let's but the whole amount when I add the two together uh nine hundred and fifty four dollars and sixty cents. Pretty good for a weekend. And uh, one Thai bot, which is worth $0.036 Canadian. Yeah. And, it's um, a small little silver coin. Don't know how it got in there. 
Ah, that was me. I I, I didn't want to pay. Have you been to Thailand? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I brought it back. I I use it to because I don't want to give too much money to the children, to the sick children. What was uh? Like, Please stop praying for the children. They're too strong. They've uh, broken out of the hospital. No one can catch yeah. them. In, yeah. uh, like, in day-to-day life, rather than the conversion to uh, Canadian currency, because obviously it's different, what is a bot? Day-to-day life, just like, are you... Is, is that, like, a dime, or is that, like, a quarter or a dollar? Or, like, what, what does that get you, like, say you want to buy a I drink guess- or a sandwich? I mean, that's just, the bot isn't like, that's just the name of their kind of money. It's not like a specific amount. Oh. Because yeah. when I, I so did like, a we're Google... called the dollar. Okay. Because I did the Google image search and the coin that I have here, it said it was one bot, which is worth like a third of a penny here. Okay, I mean that might just be the I I but that is what the currency is called. Too. Okay, um, so that's like having one dollar. Um, okay, uh, what did I get with? That? I don't really remember. I just remember, I remember because I was like doing all the conversions in my head while I was there, and I got a lot of, I I basically got smoothies all the time for maybe, like, just a little more than that. Like okay. you can get like a full like fresh fruit smoothie at any vendor on the side of the road everywhere there for like maybe a a bot twelve bot fifteen. Hmm. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Good that shit. kid best in uh, best smoothies. In man the world. with the golden gun was trying to sell James Bond a elephant for forty bot. Wow, that's a good deal. That's a great yeah. deal. Good eating that's on an one of them. Amazing deal. <laughs> It was a real. It was a real wooden elephant for only forty baht, and then he threw the child in the water because James Bond abuses children. (laughs) Truth. Yeah. Yeah. But you doesn't abuse children. Us. And 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 that's what part of the funds from Extra Life go towards. Uh, It's sick children and also children abused by James Bond. (laughs) Yes, save children from James Bond. Support your local Extra Life. Yeah, save the children in brackets from James Bond. He's abusive. (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> I Peter. don't think they're going to sign off on that. Peter, mm-hmm. where can people go if they want to find more information about our about the Extra Life charity in general and specifically our upcoming event in November? Oh, that would be cbextralife.live slash donate? Yes. Hmm. Perfect. And hey, if you go check out the Extra Life videos right now, who do you see very prominently in several shots, Emily? You. Are you aware that you are in a lot of them? Yeah, I. Yeah, but I mean, I guess we like all of the, us. The camera down are. loves her. I'm in one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Phil's in one. My hand, my hand does a thumbs up in one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because there, there, there was that bit when we were playing Catan, and we all like I had all our hands. Yeah, yeah. I think I was reacting to the commentary a lot, so I do like thumbs up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the whole thing. Yeah, uh, they man. they did get the shot of all of us on stage doing crab pose, which yes. was excellent. Did you yeah. see my commentary to Jesse about that? Yeah, about Jesse's fourteen chins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a fatter n- neck than me. And my naturally fat neck. My five head. (laughs) 
You don't have a five head. You do not have a five head. <laughs> Be gone with that nonsense. All right, four and a half head. <laughs> a four bar head. I've I've definitely four got more head. forehead than you do. Give me a break. Four bot head would be tiny. Look, man, four I can't help that you've got a like... six head. Four bot head is right above my eyebrows there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, it was, it was cool to see more Extra Life United stuff come out. And, uh, yeah, things have been it was, hi- getting hyped. It was cool down. as, uh, it was cool as well. One of the best things about raising awareness and donations for extra life at a convention is like you build up the family relationship with all the other vendors but and even with some of the attendees but a lot of times people only go there for like a couple hours there were very few uh all dayers there were some and you know you get to know them at their fourth or fifth pass by your booth but um it's just so nice to have a booth supporting extra life because so many times you get a donation but also a story and i love the stories countless people like you know they point to their kid and like you know he wouldn't be alive if it were for children's hospital it's like you know that's that's a silly voice but i'm not actually trying to make fun it's just like so many people that have been personally affected for the better by the hospital that we are raising money to support like that feels good it it feels great to just hear personal stories of people whose lives just wouldn't be the same without that hospital so i really miss doing the conventions i'm glad that they're back um let me just check the date um, oh for pentacon yeah it's two weeks before uh, one Extra week Life. Before, oh, one before week? Halloween. Sorry. Uh, oh. So that's what, October 24th? I'm just checking right now. Uh, I was close. Slowly. That's, October um, 24th is a Monday. It's probably... It's October 22nd and 23rd. Yeah. Uh, at the Penticton Trade and Convention Center. So... At least if you are driving from the uh, from the direction of Kelowna, which is where we're from, um, not the first, but I believe the second left turn after you cross the bridge into Penticton, uh, it's right there. We're going to be there. If you're in the area, come check us out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Emily, you coming? I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll try. You, uh... If you start walking now, you might make it. What it's... was it? By Pony Express, we said it was going to be... God, how long did we say well, when we... it would be the, by horseback? Uh, the Pentacon website... It's saying 58 days to the event, so I bet you could walk here by then. I'm doing some math right now. Well, I remember we decided that bicycling was probably the closest to... Pony Express. To to Pony Express, so uh, let's see here. Because Google Maps doesn't tell you 
by horse. <laughs> it would it would take shamefully. Yeah, I take, know. Um, what the hell, guys? Thirty days to walk. Oh, you can totally do it. You got almost twice that. Bro, I am so broken. What makes you think I could do that? <laughs> well, that's why you walk. My you bones. You well, can't. You can't. Yes, because walking or does drive. not the bones either. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's cheaper. Uh, this is well, maybe not in medical bills. That is <laughs> this very is America true. after all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I got a this, band-aid is imagine. like two hundred dollars deposit <laughs> for six installments of the same. Yeah, I'm just I, imagine uh, Emily doing it all by a golf cart now for some reason, and I—that's just bringing me such joy. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not even like a, it's it's not even like an elaborate. It's just like a regular golf cart. You've got your like you know two suitcases in the back where the golf clubs would be, and and but the golf cart is yellow. That's the image I have in my yeah. head right now. But it's you also have joy. a sign on the back saying Pentagon or bust. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that would work too. Yeah. Uh, let's Just, see here. What's the top speed on a golf cart? It can't be that high. Um, okay, so by bicycle, which I'm going to assume is roughly, uh, you between know, equal horses horse. way exceeding a bicycle speed and then dropping significantly below. I believe a bicycle's a good average between. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Is like your your horse isn't going to be in a full out sprint. Sure, you know, compared to me on a bicycle, a horse is going to win, but your horse isn't going to sprint it's the just entire gonna, time. Like trot once in a while. <laughs> Eight point two nine days. Oh well, so you could wait fifty days and still get there. <laughs> I mean, you, if you slash if you slash that number, well, then triple that number because... for me to have a couple of days where I'm just crep- like crippled and bed bound for an entire day or two. So yeah, we got an air mattress. <sighs> Do it in Although, St. Louis. Um, West Cologne is quite a bit farther from you than Penticton is, so yeah. add another uh, like hour drive. So <laughs> I don't know how much more time that adds for your. Uh, well, I'm hoping horseback. by the time I get to Kelowna, one of you guys could give me a ride. But <laughs> yeah, but I don't have room in my trunk for a horse. <laughs> I'd, I, I'd meet you. I'd meet you partway. I'd probably meet you at the border. Uh, yeah. No, we'll just we'll just tie him up to a park bench. He'll be fine. Uh, do <laughs> the Montana. Uh, yeah, do the border in a Soyuz that's closer to Penticton. There you go. Yeah, I'll pick you up in Montana, and we'll comment on how Montana supposedly a fourth of it was owned by L. Ron Hubbard. It's the whole thing. Cool. cool. Do we have to? No, I'm pretty sure it's but Montana that the already sheep population, I know. like way way I know. out, weighs the human population. It's just kind of a no oh, yeah. state. <laughs> Plus, sheep are probably a bit more delicious than people are. Yeah. They're certainly a lot more stupid. <laughs> I would contest that. <laughs> well, sheep. Maybe goats. Goats can be pretty smart. Sheep yeah, but people can be really, really dumb. So, I yeah, was thinking but... about... Go ahead, Trey. Peter. No, this is a huge tangent. It's just because we were talking about all Ron Hubbard, and I'm thinking about cults, and then you mentioned sheep, and I'm like, uh, a, bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of sheep in New Zealand, or Australia got bought by a death cult to test sarin gas on. Cool. There's my fun cult fact for the day. That's and they felt more guilty man. about that than the humans they would go on to kill with that same gas. Oh. Well, then well, that's just all kinds of misguided. Which cult is this? Is this like the... That's Home Chinry. Like 
Oh, the underground attack and like the Japanese yep. subway or yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's I was gonna say, I was like, I mean, if we know, we shouldn't be allowed. I thought this was like a new one, and I was like, <laughs> if a cult's telling you they're buying sarin gas, like sheep to test sarin gas on, you should do something. Like I know right, we know, yeah, like our... maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's probable cause. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they found the right farmer who was just like, I don't care about these sheep. <laughs> You I mean, I'm assuming that to. they were actually told in retrospect, and that initially they didn't tell them why they were, but, you know, yeah. they could have no. just been like, oh, we want to I would hope sheep. that you wouldn't, like, you would turn down the deal <laughs> if you knew what the test yeah, was going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, no, yeah, exactly. Not about just business, like, this seems fine. Sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, they yeah, money, don't sheep. they? <laughs> well, they did. They had a stupid amount of money. Oh, Cults uh, surprisingly often do just because because they, they have uh, free quite, labor. Quite often, well, it's free labor, but also they quite often tell you that uh, the path to salvation is to give up all your worldly possessions to the church to or whatever. Us, yeah, yeah, so we can <laughs> right, sell them exactly. for obscene amounts of money and then not pay tax because we're a church, and that's I neat. Yeah, that's Enrique was charging people six hundred dollars a month to electrocute themselves. People were paying the we church for the privilege enough to get Scientology I, enough. I don't kink shame. But <laughs> this I isn't Scientology, this you, is Om Shinrikyo. You can, you can get it for cheaper. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. You can get a better deal. If you're balling on a test. budget, you're going to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a whole other cult we can talk about another time, I'm sure. Did you have anything we else have... that you wanted to bring up, Emily? We do need to have a cult discussion sometime, but we will get to that another day. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah it's like what, like how much are we going to charge people? The cult of Carbom? Yeah. Oh, Should we I become mean, a church? here's the thing. We can also expand into what our cult is going to look like. I was talking about other cults, but, I know, you know, I, I mean, we can, we can... Solar Temple is a fun one. We have, because we can talk about cape colors. Cape colors are the best. <laughs> how do you ra how do you rank your cape colors right because it's like do you just do gold and silver that's that's lame why do we you know it's like so which level gets the black cape and so on mm -hmm. uh, yeah but besides uh cults emily and it Peter, you know I, what this is eventually going to lead to well yeah i was gonna suggest since we actually do probably have about 15 minutes left i was gonna suggest you might want to save that or do you it's think up to you... you. I can I can actually I've I've highlighted a few random things worth talking about to keep it short. I was more wanting to give Emily a chance to talk. No, one hundred percent. Unfortunately, we did start without her, and now I'm feeling bad. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, let it be known, and neither of you contradict me on this. That I fought them. I was like, we can't start without Emily. I mean, here is here is a real friend. He was banging <laughs> on the walls like crazy, and you must yeah, have had your headphones. I did bang on the walls. I, I was like, he, Emily. Yeah, me. you know, I thought I heard something, but I thought the cats were just wrestling downstairs. So mm. I thought you were going to blame Lionel Richie. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but sure, we can dancing on the ceiling. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I was, I was being, I was being cute. <laughs> Uh, on First time for everything. Note: I uh, at my work, and I work in a single-story building. The roof was being redone today, so multiple times a day, and I kept forgetting all day. I hear just big thuds from 
upstairs when there is no upstairs. And it was so weird every time. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I know something that'll get Kieran to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You remember how remember how last time we talked about Davy Boy Smith and you know that yeah, was a funny yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a name that could top that. Leroy Lincoln Log. It's, I don't wait, like that. That's his... <laughs> Lincoln Log isn't that a euphemism for something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh no! It, it's um, it was the stage name of a wrestler, uh, real name Houston Harris, uh, whose that's more a, famous ring name is unfortunately. A... Houston Harris is a good alliterative name already. Oh yeah, he did go by his own name at one point. Yeah, but unfortunately, sure? his most his his most famous name was uh, Bobo Brazil. Even that's oh no better than I don't know that seems racist. The uh, it Log was one. the nineteen seventy seven. So I mean, you have to take where the United States was in nineteen seventy seven, subtract at least ten years because it's pro wrestling. <laughs> you know, and it's wow. like a... you figured out the mathematical formula for pro wrestling racism. Well, it's one of those things. Still waiting. For... It, it Is only... he was he Brazilian in any way? No, no, no. He was from where the fuck was he from? It was somewhere, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> okay. Okay, so no, you don't get to call yourself Brazilian anything. <laughs> well, I know his just his last name was Brazil. I mean, Paul Hollywood calls himself Paul Hollywood. He's from London. London, England. Fair enough. Ontario. Excuse you. His name is Hollywood. <laughs> Thank you. This is this is according to a British friend. His name is Pollywood. <laughs> I don't hate that. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. So anyway, why am I bringing up Bobo Brazil? Uh, he was the first guy that Ric Flair beat for a championship in his very, very, very long wrestling career. Um, I won't so bother long that trying I'm gonna... to do the woo anymore because apparently I suck at it. He. But uh, so I'm going to quickly go through because Ric Flair retired a few weeks ago, and of course retiring from the I want to say fifth and final time, eh, partially intentionally as a reference to The Simpsons. But he did retire several times over his career. Uh, it's a whole thing. Did we cover part but of it, this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because oh, yeah, that was I'm part the of the one story. That asked you for more details. Carry on. Because because the, the, he retired during the Dungeon of Doom storyline at one point. Yeah. Which was a whole thing. And then he retired against Shawn Michaels, then he retired again against Hulk Hogan, and then he reti- and then he finally retired in a in a show called Ric Flair's Last Match. So I mean, motherfucker, if you don't retire after that, <laughs> that entire event was a lie. I mean but Kiss are touring on their uh like twenty seventh uh final tour. Yeah. 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 But um so I wanted to quickly open with an interesting thing about Ric Flair. In 1975, about a year into his major career, uh, he was in a plane crash, which hmm. did kill at least one person, and also on board were a bunch of people who were kind of fucked up for life. Oof. Rick, in particular, was told he could never wrestle again. He was 26 years old when this happened. He is currently 73, and he just wrestled his last match. Wow. 
So, uh, jokes on that doctor, mm. I guess. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. yeah. Was he still, like, semi, like, jumping around and stuff? Oh, fuck no. no okay. Oh, fuck no. So he kind of took it easy most of the time, I think? It was incredibly sad. <laughs> but, like, throughout it, his career, <laughs> not just, like, in his 70s, obviously, but... Yeah. Like... No, like, the big thing is he would almost never take flat back bumps because, like, he fucked up his back. Oh. So he would constantly land on his side. If you go back and watch Ric Flair matches, he lands on his side a lot. And that's also the reason he kind of bounces around a lot, because it helps prevent... Which, which I mean, in wrestling, Re- if you, you know, have a lot of... momentum instead of halts it. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't bad in wrestling, because if you have a big physicality thing, like you look like, you know, a Three Stooges pratfall, that's good, because it makes the move look more impactful. Mm-hmm. Or a cartoon is sure, but, I mean, that's wrestling. Yeah. Mm, this thing where they elaborately hit each other with dropkicks seems a little fake. Um, so I don't want to spend too much time. Like he, because he was in the National Wrestling Alliance or some affiliate thereof for most of his career, early career, like most of his career, honestly. Because National Wrestling Alliance became affiliated with WCW, and he was a big WCW guy. Um, so he was their world champion several times. Mm-hmm. feuding with a bunch of quirky characters, most of which I don't have time to get into. As, uh, on that although there was a guy who was though, just known as... Has, has he been that character the entire time, or has the character changed over the years? That's the thing I was going to get into, because it wasn't until 1978... Yeah, he feuded with Buddy Rogers, one of the grandfathers of wrestling, who was the nature boy Buddy Rogers... And not only took his nickname after beating him, but also took his signature finishing move, the figure four leg lock. Hmm. Oh. I know. When did, custom, when did the world you just absorb, you just absorb yeah. another wrestler's powers when you defeat them? Apparently. That'd be like when, a good gimmick for a guy. When like, did the Wu uh, start? Uh, I want to say 1981. Because he just I believe did it once and everyone liked it, and so he kept doing it. Or well, that's when he won his first NWA uh, World Championship, uh, beating his longtime rival Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Dusty Rhodes himself, great wrestler. God, what a fucking legacy Dusty Rhodes has. I mean, his son Cody Rhodes is currently a big deal. So he's not Stardust anymore, though, is he? No, no, no. he is Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Dusty Rhodes was the American Dream. And then who? Fa- who's the other son? Because Cody has a brother, Old right? Dust. Goldust. And he's still by Goldust? Nope. He is Dustin Rhodes. Oh, okay. He's also known as, I think his nickname is The Natural. Because he's like 54 and he moves amazingly well for a man his age. And he's also kind of bloated, so is it's like... Cody he's like, like, he's like in his 30s or way older? Mid-30s. He's like yeah. Dustin's like 15 years older than Cody. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Those... <laughs> no, yeah, brief aside, but it's, it was going to happen. Uh, but big thing was, yeah, Ric Flair, he, like, he became a world champion for the first time in 1981. And he would repeatedly hold the championship, sometimes for two-plus years. Had feuds with a lot of people we just don't have time to get into. Like I said, Dusty Rhodes was a major one. Um, anyone else really stand out that I could... Uh, nobody that I need to really get into now. Uh, oh, one guy who became his tag team partner at one point. That's cool. And... This would go on and on. And it became a thing for... So, in 1992... 
Is that no? 1991. After being with the NWA for ten, basically champion on and off for ten years, the guy who took over uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, which became WCW, was like, "I know about this Ric Flair guy. I think he's overpaid. He's been our champion for like ten plus years, you know, off and on. I think he's still being overpaid. I don't think we need him. Why don't we make him a uh, Why don't we make him a gladiator named Spartacus <laughs> instead of a bleach blonde guy who the Nature Boy." I'm not joking. They wanted him to he shave his head. Yeah. Well, this is the guy who also wanted to have a pair of wrestling hunchbacks because a hunchback can never have both shoulders on the mat. Therefore, how do you beat them? That's a really you need both shoulders on the ground to be stupid dead. idea, but it's also Galaxy a brilliant brain. technicality. <laughs> yeah. And he also had a team called the Dingalings, whose whole thing was they ring bells. I mean... Just get a hunchback I'm and he a can Minecraft do... raid, <laughs> but as a wrestling match. <laughs> if you get a hunchback, he can also cover the bells for you. Two birds yeah, with one go. stone. You do not need uh, extra personnel here. Yeah. Oh man, there are going to be pump people jumping in all over the place on this match. <laughs> oh, before he well, jumped at least to three uh... gargoyles. And before he jumped to WWF, I should mention he did also f- uh, fight Sting quite a few times. Like, he helped elevate Sting back in the day. This was 88. Uh, it was probably the first time I think he lost to Sting and, you know, really set him up as, like, the big ch- the big good guy in uh, WCW. Uh, but, yeah, because of the whole Spartacus thing, when he cut his pay and everything, uh, Ric Flair signed with the WWF. And because he'd never gotten his financial deposit back for the belt he had, because they, they make him take out a money deposit when they get the belt because, you know, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. It's like an insurance thing. Uh, they never gave him his money back, so he kept the belt, and he went to the WF with his world championship belt. Huh. So he famously showed up with a with a t- championship belt saying, I'm the real world champion, you know? It was a big thing at the time. Yeah. And so you would think... Uh, if you haven't gotten being... your deposit, you do own that belt. <laughs> yeah. It was a lawsuit. Eventually they had did have to stop showing it on WWF TV, so he walked around with a giant blurred thing on his chest. So <laughs> so it's like Ric Flair why is your stomach blurry legal reasons <laughs> uh, but uh, he, no, he ended up becoming champion at the WWF but interestingly the entire time he was in the WWF about two years he never had a televised match with Hulk Hogan huh which is one of the weirdest parts of wrestling history to this day because it's like surely WCW's greatest champion Ric Flair would take on WWF's greatest champion Hulk Hogan, because this is 1991. Hulkamania was big in like 83 to at least 89, if not later. So it was still a fairly relevant storyline to do. But instead, he would just fight uh, Macho Man, the Ultimate Warrior, uh, Roddy Piper, people like that. He Hmm. never fought. um, uh... Oh, he fought Razor Ramon at one point. We talked about him before Scott Hall. Yeah. But yeah, he never took on Hulk Hogan on national TV, supposedly because the one time they did the match on like a non-televised show, nobody cared. Supposedly. This this might be a quick answer or this might be another topic for another time. Oh but boy. Who, for their time, like in the same way that you look at dollar equivalents uh, from like the 50s and the 70s and stuff like that, uh, like for inflation, mm-hmm. who from their time has anyone 
outperformed Hulkmania because that was huge. But has anyone gotten that big or bigger since then? Internationally, probably not. Uh, in Japan, absolutely. Antonio Inoki, we talked about him with the yeah, okay. North Korean thing. Yeah, like yeah. Antonio Inoki, huge moneymaker. He's probably one of the main people to rival him. And of course, John Cena in the modern day, he's of course super profitable. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the tr- Rock as well, but he's made most yeah. of his money and in Stone his Cold, film career. But I mean, it's but Stone Cold, uh, his period actually was shorter than Hulk Hogan's. Yeah, it was the crazy thing, because Stone Cold Mania was only ninety seven to two thousand two. That short? Oh, huh? Yeah, I know. It doesn't that's seem short. like it was, but because like it got started in ninety six when he drops the promo where he's like you know stone austin 316 says i just whipped her ass that was kind of like the big stone cold coming out moment but like 97 to 2002 was probably peak stone cold hmm. anyway we're talking about rick flair mm-hmm. so after two years in the wwf where he was actually champion a couple times which is awesome uh but like i said he never took on hulk hogan goes back to wcw and it's like hey it's our guy and then no shock he ends up becoming champion it saves money but then he's he's already got the belt so yeah they don't have to issue another well that was the hilarious thing he came back with his old belt but they'd had an interim title while he was gone because they couldn't just you know not have a world championship for two years yeah so there was temporarily two world titles nice and they called one the international world championship as opposed to just the world championship (laughs) that's dumb yeah no, how they ha- how companies handle two world championships has always been stupid. Well, that the one that we watched with the Forbidden Door, that were they were right in the middle of that. It's like, well, yeah. the champion is busted up, so we got to have a championship map match when yep. we don't have a champion. Uh, what do now? <laughs> we have interim titles. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Ric Flair's back. He's Again, once again, fighting for the title off and on. And then, oh, yeah, who does WCW hire? Oh, hi, Hulk Hogan. (laughs) No shock, the first match Hulk Hogan has when he's in WCW is Ric Flair. But he was still Hulk at that point, or did he Hollywood right away? Uh, No, he was technically still Hulk, but I don't think they could call him Hulk as much because of the Marvel Comics thing. Uh. That's one of the reasons Hollywood became a thing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And fun trivia fact, Sting the wrestler has the rights to the name Sting as a performer. So Gordon Sumner has to pay the wrestler Sting every time he calls himself Sting when he's touring as a musician. Yeah. that That's crazy, but yeah. it's legit and verifiable. Uh, yep. Also legit and verifiable, uh, the entire portion of hollywood hogan at that point of his career is like cringe up to 11 oh yeah it's so bad oh yeah so obviously with hulk hogan being there and they paid millions of dollars to get hulk away from wwf rick flair basically becomes the number two guy but he rolls with it and that's how we got the alliance to end hulkamania and the dungeon of doom we've talked about that plenty yep and then rick flair would constantly be that guy WCW fans really liked, but he constantly got his ass kicked and constantly got betrayed. Sometimes he'd betray his his friends. He's a convenient I mean, uh, loser. 
Yeah, yeah, which was very unfortunate. And One they of my don't mean that point. as like the traditional loser, but just as a position on a team. He's a professional loser, and you need those. He was in contract dispute for like a year at one point because he told the company he wasn't going to go to a show. You know, they said, no, you you need to come to the show. He's like, I got this approved, this time off request approved months ago, went to go do the thing. And they're like, okay, you're now suspended indefinitely because you didn't go to the thing. I was like, what the hell? You approved me taking the time off and then changed your mind. So that became yeah. a legal dispute for like a year. And then when he comes back, this is 97. Uh, Ric Flair, who is, how old was he in 97? I'd have to look that up real quick, sorry. Uh, 1997, so... Oh, he's not even that old yet. He He's 48 years old. And For he's wrestling, having, that is ancient. <laughs> yeah. But he is now constantly having to act like he's having a heart attack at 48 years old. Because they're like, you're too old now. So Ric Flair has a fake heart attack several times over the next three or four years because WCW ran out of ideas. It's like, we need. what are we going to do for this Ric Flair segment? I don't know. He has a heart attack. Like, at one Is point... Is it like a punch card? Like, after you have nine heart attacks, the tenth one's free? <laughs> I guess, because there's a segment which is really weird where he was champion, has a heart attack, they fake his death, so there's a casket, but then inside the casket isn't him, it's a gu- another guy. The guy comes out, takes the title, he's now champion. WCW was really dumb at the end. <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know. Ric Flair, like, this is the low point of Ric's Flair, Ric, Ric Flair's career. However... Once WCW and WWF merge, 2002, Ric Flair, he's now uh, 2002, so he's probably 53? Yeah. He comes to the WWF and ends up teaming up with Triple H. And they form, they team up with Randy Orton, you know, the guy who constantly slams people out of nowhere, and Batista of Guardians of the Galaxy. And they become Evolution one of the most dominant factions in wrestling history. Hmm. Which inevitably ends with Triple H betraying everyone because he's paranoid. But what's hilarious is at some point in there, despite being 53 years old, Ric Flair becomes a tag team champion. Because he's still got it. Never too late, folks. You mean a script? Yeah. Yeah. And like then he, he retired formally, unformally, like somewhat legitimately for the first, like this is the closest to a, like he'd retired probably five times at this point already in mostly in WCW. Mm-hmm. But for 2009, he like, we're almost over here. He retires in 2009 at WrestleMania 24, losing to Shawn Michaels in what is a very good match. Probably his best retirement match. Nice. Um, and so WWF, WWE is like, yeah, we're not going to let you wrestle anymore, even though you, because you retired, you know, we're going to stick to that. And Ric Flair's like, well, that doesn't work for me. So he goes to join Impact Wrestling, (laughs) then at the time known as Total Nonstop Action. Karen, just to see if you're paying attention, what does Total Nonstop Action come as an initials? Sorry, what? (laughs) Total Nonstop Action. Three words. What are the initials? T-N-A. I yep. see what they did there. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? They just call themselves Impact now because that name is stupid. <laughs> Very. Yeah. 
it lasted way longer than it should have. <laughs> but he comes back and has a, another retirement match against Hulk Hogan. Uh, then has another retirement match against Sting, which I think actually was his final match for five years? Six years? No, longer than that. Several years. And then finally he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna... Yeah, his last... His former last match was in 2012 when he was 63 years old. Hmm. And then 10 years later, he's like, I want another retirement match. (laughs) So in a non-specific company pay-per-view event, he took on um, two... Honestly, two random opponents. (laughs) And one with it with his uh, son-in-law as his tag team partner. That's like, do you think that's financially or ego motivated? Or I mean, it's both. But like, why do you? I mean, a lot of his. I was going to get into one thing because, like, Ric Flair, just to close out the story, is he was he was the jet-setting, kiss-stealing son of a gun, and uh, you know, it's like, oh, that's. That's a wacky character. Yeah, no, apparently he was, uh, uh, he's not the only guy guilty of this, of course. He was apparently quite the sexual predator. You don't say. So, yeah, one thing that happened was an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about an event in 2003 happened where he was accused of basically trying to get a flight attendant to touch his penis. As you do. Isn't that just part of the, uh, the flight? I mean, I would probably wouldn't have made that joke right now, Chris, because I mean, like she sued the company over this. This was full on sexual harassment. Yeah, that it it's bad. Yeah, it's and you know he never really faced the consequences for that. Granted, nothing was ever proven because it's ultimately he said, she said. Now that but, gets right uh, into we probably know who paid that off. Yep, because we've yep. been oh. discussing Mister McMahon uh, recently, yep. and he's fully retired. Yeah, Thank he's, fuck. he's still uh, about six feet above where I'd like him to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking but as of result... creepy pedophiles, we are almost yep. done, but we haven't even touched on Busey, so that might be a story for another day. Oh, but boy, right. he's uh, just tell you what, Google Gary Busey if you're not aware of what's going on. That man is not okay. At this point, I'm not even upset. I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't okay for a while now. Yeah, he he needs to go someplace and get the help that he needs. Anyway, uh, Emily, I am sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to quiet down so someone else can get a word in edgewise. Um, I'm sorry. But I'm just really I will, talking about I today. will uh, let you have one more thing before we close. Uh, what was the name of your favorite wrestler? What did they go by? Uh, I think it was Outro. That's the one. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Tailpipe, tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing. Aerial brake shoe. Shock absorber. Fireball. Outro Llamas. A special ability. Some <laughs> signature move. The bookend. Uh, the finisher. <laughs> there we go. The closing time. Yeah. Closing I, time. That's not this even song close, will get Peter. copyright struck if 